says, wait, you've never watched? And we're still doing Buffy. Surprise, surprise. We didn't, like, randomly start in the beginning of season one to do another show. And this We're going to say that, and then one day we're going to be like, you know what we should do? We should just watch a movie instead for this episode. Well, you know, I do think we should do that. That's another discussion in between seasons, because there's seven seasons of Buffy. Yeah. And that's a lot. How many episodes of season one of Buffy? Google search has happened. Um, it's 12 episodes. We're over halfway at this point. We're o- we are over halfway. What the fuck, Josie? Josie's my, being feisty. My cat just got jump scared by me trying to pet her. So we get, um, for the first time ever in Buffy, we get a previously on Buffy. And it's because this episode is named Angel. So we need to get piece together all the five second clips of Angel randomly showing up in the other episodes. Just in case you didn't know who Angel was at this point. Which, you know, might be possible. That is true. Like, if it's your first watch through, like, I would say it's unlikely, but... Angel wasn't in the last episode. He was not in the last episode. But it's, you know... When it aired, there was at least a week when there was no Angel. It's vaguely possible that you might not have registered Angel. So, I don't know if you noticed, but I think we immediately start down in, like, the master's lair. But I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, we learned the anointed one's name is Colin, with two L's. I noticed that. I also noticed that the anointed one is... Seemingly taking pebbles out of yeah, the master's hand and like say. throwing them in a well. That's for what he was doing. I'm like, he's doing something weird with something in the master's hand. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I would almost say he's like putting pennies in a well, but like, what the hell would they be doing with pennies? I yeah, I have no fucking idea what's happening there, and it's not mentioned. Like yeah. then they just go right on talking about the Slayer and the prophecy. They just needed something for them to be doing. <laughs> Um, and, like, Darla really wants to be the one to kill Buffy. Like, she super wants to be the one to kill Buffy. And the Master's like, no, you have a personal connection. Which, does she? Well, we find out later. Yes. We find out li- but that's not even a connection to Buffy. It is, though. Because Angel is fucking obsessed with Buffy. That's fine, but that's a problem for Angel, not Darla killing Buffy. Because Darla is obsessed with Angel, because... In this episode, Darla is going to try to kill Buffy. Yes, but we find out because the Master obviously knows Darla's connection to Angel. Yeah. So For once, the other vampires acknowledge that Angel exists. Yes, so we find out, yes, this is basically Angel's backstory... It is, yeah. It's a backstory episode for Angel. Which I actually kind of dig. I really like this episode. I talk a lot about how I don't like Angel. I, as he becomes more part of the group, I don't hate him. I just, I prefer movies and TV shows that don't pit the love interests against each other. But, you know, that happens in this series. And I find Spike to be a more interesting character than Angel. So, I feel like Angel is almost forced to be... I don't know. We will get to what what is up with Angel. But it's a weird scenario to go forward with, I think. Yeah, and it is an interesting scenario. And I also think they shot... I don't know if it was an acting choice by David Boreanaz. Or if it was like a direction choice or what. To have like... Angel be so broody all the fucking time. To be fair, everyone in Buffy is all broody, and they are constantly shot with their faces half in darkness. Yes, but I feel like Spike and Drusilla and everything, they just have so much fun. You can tell those two actors are just having a blast playing their characters, which is why I love them so much. I'm because they're fun this to watch. Actor seems like he's trying to be very conflicted in a character that maybe doesn't need to be as conflicted as he is. I mean, yeah. Like, it's a whole thing, and we'll get into it. Yeah. But I just, I feel like part of the reason I like Spike more is because I feel like James Marsters was allowed to have more fun with that character. 
That's true. I feel like a lot of the characters, especially in season one, are trying to be like, this is going to be serious business. It's like, guys, it's a vampire show. Yeah, like, I feel, yeah, so I feel like Spike was probably a lot more fun of a character to play. Yeah. So I feel like that allowed me to like the character more. Yeah. And I do also, I am also a sucker for, like, villain hero ships, you know? Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like a step up from love-hate relationships. (laughs) Like, it's like, you go from love-hate to uh, wanting to actively murder someone to being in love with them, and it's like... (laughs) Chef's chef's kiss. kiss. Yes. There's literally a line in, in the musical episode where Spike says, first I'll kill her, then I'll save her. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, Spike. <laughs> Ugh, what a time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that Darla should be allowed to kill Buffy. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's as complicated as the I really think Darla is running a tighter ship than the Master. Honestly, to be fair to the Master, he is underground. It is true. We will also get into this, but I appreciated the Masters so much in this episode. I did. I don't know if this is because you pointed out him potentially being a queer-coded villain or not, but I saw it so much in this episode, and I'm like, did you, like, have a thing for Angel? Are you okay? Well, Were you, like, in love with Angel? Are you good? I think this is the first time we've got to see the Master... Do something other than be like the prophecy. It was like we, he had actual interactions with people that weren't just him spouting biblical yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, and he actually got to, you know, talk about his interactions with like the vampires. And I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. you're like in love with Angel. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's got a soft spot for Angel. He was to sit at my right hand. Um, like, okay, damn, dude. But he won't let Darla go after Buffy, so he's gonna come up with the three. The three. Everything that the master does is, has to have an ominous name. I was going to say, the master got like a book of prophecies. Yeah, he's like... The harvest, the three. three the, the anointed one, um, and Luke. And Luke. <laughs> Luke, who is not of a special name, but is there. <laughs> he like gets like a weird scar on his forehead at one point. Like in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Anyway, the master calls up the three, and um, Buffy is being all mopey at the bronze with... The bronze fumigation party. At the fumigation party where they're all catching cockroaches. Yeah, if you get a cockroach, you get a free drink. Yeah. Which is just a promotion concept. Yeah. um, Astounding. It's the pre-fumigation party. And her and Willow are being all mopey about guys, which, you know, is a mood. I'm not going to say I've never done that. It is, but I was going through it seems like, didn't we just see this in the last episode where they were roasting each other between Xander and Angel? It's literally the exact same scene, except instead of Xander coming up and being a douchebag like he did, we get Willow talking all wistfully about Xander, and then it flashes to Xander on the dance floor just... Being a Xander dancing is so good. It's I great. love him. He's just like he's just like dancing like a terrible dancer. I just I love his dancing so much, and he steps on Cordy's shoes. Much and she's a dick. Please, more footage of Xander dancing at the bronze. Yeah, please. and then he's kind of shames Cordy, and that was a dick move. But you know, she was kind of an asshole to him. Look, so. it's fine to roast Cordelia. You don't have to sex shame her. Yeah. But, um, so... Oh, but yeah, but Willow goes, you're thinking about a guy, and Muffy's like, there's not a guy. And I'm like, We're, what? We, we just Angel was... We talked about this. Um, so Buffy just leaves, because she's like, I'm annoying you. I'm being too sad. So she just leaves the bronze, and then yep. she hears some rustling, and she goes, look, let's not play games. Can you just try to kill me? And then the Buffy's three... a mood. I do... Guys, I don't want to do this. Fine, let's go. Um, and then the three show up and just all grab her at once. And she's like, oh, okay, I didn't mean it. 
I am here, we should do this more often, for Buffy being a reluctant hero. Because yeah. I kind of love that trope where it's like, look, I'm going to do the job, but I'm not going to be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I was just like, I don't want to play games. I, I just, I love that. Like, one day we're just going to have a Batman comic where they're like, the Joker's causing trouble, and Bruce was like, fuck, I was in the middle of watching something. Right, like, my soap opera <laughs> was on. The literally, I, Spike watches Passions. This is Cat yep. Spike Corner. Cat Spike Corner. Yeah, listen, we're going to make it a thing. There's going to be merch. We're going to make it a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to elaborate on Cat Spike Corner or just do that one No, reference? just saying that you saying that Bruce was watching a show and Spike watches oh. Passions. All, what all, is Passions? It's a soap opera. Oh, it's about it's Real it's, or is it? Yeah. Okay. It was, so it's super wild, okay? Mm. So... Listen. Oh, soap operas are deaf. No, so it has a whole backstory, okay? okay. So Please enlighten me. I got into position, guys. Like, I yep. settled in. Um, So there was a writer on Days of Our Lives who, like, brought up about, like, some of the most buck wild plots. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, hey, they're like, hey, your plots are getting too buck wild. And they, like, wrote him up. And then he created his own show, which was Passion. Which had all of the normal soap opera shit that goes on that you expect, and also witches. Good. So that's passions. And it has, like, it's heightened because it has, like, witches, witchy elements included with, like, all the soap opera stuff with, like, amnesia and twins. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. And that is Spike's favorite soap opera. That he watches while he's in Giles' bathtub. Is Passion still on? No. Oh. I don't sad. think so. In Cat Spike Corner. Yes. We should get intro music for that. We should. How do soap operas keep going? Because all the actors would eventually age out of the soap opera, right? They have children. Now I'm not thinking about this. Like, It does not look like it's still on. Oh, it looks like say, it went the off the air in 2008. In Buffy are technically adults. There's not really actual children on Buffy, so yeah. over seven seasons, none of them have to grow up. They're they do. Adults. Yeah, they become adults. They go to college. No, but, like, their actors don't, like, visibly age, because I they mean, are they, adults. They, like, age. They were, like, I'm pretty sure they were actual teenagers. Oh, because I was, I mean, like, according to that modern family, apparently, like, you definitely see all the kids, like, significantly age during the ten years they're on the show because they started off as, like, you know, seven-year-olds. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller was 19 when Buffy started. Well, I feel like Allison Hannigan's older. Um, so... No, Allison Hannigan looks like a small girl. She's mean. So, yeah, she's four years older than Sarah Michelle Geller. So she would have been 23. Yeah. So Willow can legally drink. <laughs> Buffy cannot. I want to know how old David Boreanaz is now. He is, was born in 1960. David Boreanaz is only classified years younger than my mom. And that kind of freaks me out. That kind you of have weird, fun with that information. Yeah, that kind of weirds me out a little bit. But we're not addressing that. Um, but you don't like Angel, so it's not like you're attracted No, to it Angel. doesn't. But it just like, you know, kind of like. You know what I... I don't know. Um, Would it be helpful to look up him up as he looks now? No, that's not the thing. It just, like, so, um... Does he have facial hair? You know what? He does. Bringing back to Buffy for a hot second. So he's, Why does no one in this damn school have wait, facial hair? He's, um, eight years older than Sarah Michelle Geller. I am trying to find Nicholas Brandon. He is not showing up in the search. Oh, dear. But. Nicholas Brandon should have facial hair. Someone should have facial hair. They're teenagers. I mean, they do also cast some people who are definitely like 30 years old. So again, should have facial hair. Yeah. I um, mean, I'm not saying that the high schoolers are running around with full beards because that kind of seems unrealistic, but this is definitely around the time in your life. Um, you Nicholas Brandon was hair. 25 years old. He did seem the oldest out of all of them. He does not look 25, though. So Charisma Carpenter was... Holy crap, she's 50 now, which is weird. That is weird. But she is 
seven years older than can you imagine this entire cast going out for drinks except Cher Michelle Keller because yeah, she can't? She is seven years older than, um, she's nine years older than Sarah Michelle Geller. Dang. So, <laughs> see, how old is James Marshers? Is he 1962? Oh, he is older than David Boreanaz. So my... <laughs> Spike is younger than Angels, but James Marshers is younger is older than David Boreanaz, but, you know, whatever. Yep. I still like Spike more. Okay. I'm not ashamed of it. You don't have to be ashamed of it. Yeah. Um. Okay. The three are attacking Buffy. Okay. So the three are attacking Buffy. The three have armor? Yeah, they this have the first medieval... Time seen vampires with yeah, armor? they have medieval armor, and it is mentioned. Buffy's like, so what was with the uniform? Yeah. Later, when they have their library scene about the three. But it really legit looks like like Buffy like gets grabbed by both of them, and it really legit looks like Buffy's gonna have trouble Yeah. for a minute. And then Angel comes up and starts beating them up. Angel it. saves the day. Angel saves the day. That is what it says in my, my notes as well. I have a question, because I, when I started seeing that Buffy was having trouble, I'm like, hypothetically, what happens if the Slayer becomes a vampire? I don't know. I, like... Because it seems like that would be a really powerful ally for the vampires, and maybe instead of trying to kill her, they should be trying to turn her. Yeah, you know, you would think. But I don't know if that's addressed. I think that they... Kind, they do address it in a couple episodes, and I don't remember if they fully address it or so. There's a in a couple episodes, there's one called Nightmares where they all are like forced to live out their worst nightmares. And Buffy's is becoming a vampire, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if they like fully like address like the implications of that, but like a little bit, because, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, um, that's interesting. So, he, so, like, one of the three, like, injures Angel, and they, like, basically, like, they don't kill the three or, like, injure them at all. They just kind of run away to Buffy's house. Yeah, they escape, but Angel gets injured in his ribs. So, she goes, just immediately goes, take off your jacket and shirt. Yeah. He also <laughs> drops that vampires can't come inside unless invited, so more vampire lore for us. Yeah. And I'm starting Which to Which is wonder, pretty common vampire lore. It is pretty like, common vampire lore. Yeah. But where has... What are the rules behind this? Because we've now seen vampires follow them and chase them a lot of places. Is it well, only homes? It's... Yeah. It's okay. like a pri private residence. So, like, when they jumped into the morgue the other day, that was fine. Yeah. It's okay. like... It's private homes. Like, that's the rule. And then you told me that once they're invited in, it's permanent... Yeah, they have they to, like, do a yeah. thing. There's a whole angsty thing that happens with Spike, and it makes me very sad. Does Buffy get angsty and try to ban Spike from her house? Yeah. Yeah. That seems that seems pretty par for the course. Yeah. After he watches Passions with Joyce. I love that for them <laughs> so much. Yeah. Buffy gets real mad at her mom because Joyce is the one that ends up inviting Spike in. Good. And then, like, sh and Buffy walks in. At, so, like, Buffy knows that Spike is, like, a big bad. And yeah. is, like, hate Spike. Like, yeah. they have, like, an immediate, like, hatred to each other. Mm. And then she walks in, and Spike is just, like, chilling in her kitchen, yeah. sitting on the counter, eating with Joyce, and watching Passions. Good. And it's great. So, it's a thing. They don't do the ritual to disinvite him after. It's Again. It, cat spike corner! Cat spike corner. <laughs> um, listen, I just love that man love so it. much. You so, do not come in spike. It's a bad plan. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm allowed to have spike opinions, too. Yeah. Um, so, Angel, like... Immediately after they walk in and, like, make sure that the three can't come into the house, Buffy's like, take off your clothes. Yep. 
And so she's like tending to his wounds. And then Joyce comes home. Yeah, I wrote Joyce, where are you? And then Joyce comes home. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, so Buffy's like being like, mom, you look tired. You should go upstairs. And Angel is a fucking dumbass. Because he doesn't stay in the kitchen. I wrote, Angel's got balls. Like, I don't think I would have been like, confident enough to do that. Like, I don't think it's confidence. I think it's straight up stupidity. Like, why didn't enough. he Angel's ju- a dumbass. Why didn't he just stay in the kitchen? It would have been so easy to just stay in the kitchen. And yep. then Buffy has to be like, oh, we're study buddies. Joyce is having none of Buffy's oh, shit. Yeah. Buffy's just like struggling here and Joyce is like, okay, I'm not doing this right now, but like, believe me, I'm not believing anything you're saying. Yeah, and then Buffy pretends to send Angel home, but Angel's spending the night at Buffy's house. Yep. So he doesn't get killed by the three. And oh, that's right. Because Angel's... Are I thought Buffy- it was he was wounded partially that and partially so he doesn't get killed by the three because remember somehow Buffy hasn't figured out that I mean is this a spoiler Buffy hasn't figured out that Angel's a vampire I mean, we've yet said multiple times that Angel's a yeah Buffy has not figured out that Angel's a vampire yeah somehow Get those Slayer senses up, girl. I know. <laughs> well, Angel has, in her opinion, Angel has current fashion sense. So he can't be a vampire. Actually, what's also interesting is Angel is a different type of vampire. We learn later again she has a soul. We'll get to that. But maybe that's why she can't sense him. Maybe. Because maybe what makes vampires sensible is their lack of soul. I don't know. Yeah. So they're like in, can we talk about Buffy's like pajamas? All she does the is camisole? it's just all she does was is like so she goes like keep an eye out for them and turn around while I change. And like he does. He's a gentleman. I'll give him that. He does stay turned around while she changed. But like I'll have to say I mean I'm not one to say I grew up in theater which involves changing in front of people a lot. Yeah. So I'm not the most modest person in the world but it's okay i I am and i also grew up in theater i don't think taking off a top a sweater to just be in a camisole requires turning having someone turn around especially when you just saw that person shirtless i wonder if buffy like took the shirt off took the camisole off to take the bra off and then put the camisole back she on, She still had a bra on. I don't know. Like, I mean, the camera very obviously panned behind a wall so we couldn't see her do yeah. this. And I was like, so it's, it seemed like she was actually changing. But. I mean, maybe she did put on pajama pants, but it seemed real quick. It seemed like all she did was take her sweater off. That is and true. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't have someone turn around just so I could take my sweater off. Yeah. Like, why? Also, so Buffy lives with her mom alone. Yes. And her mom is not curious. They didn't even seem like they were whispering. Buffy is talking to someone, <laughs> and there's Skype doesn't exist yet, Joyce. There has phones, to be someone. I mean, phones do exist. Yeah. You're right. Maybe she's talking to Willow. That's true. I'd forgotten that, yeah, she could be talking on the phone to Willow or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I was like, Joyce is also a little bit too smart to be like, Oh, uh, there's people talking in the house. Yeah. Also, Angel has a voice. So, yeah. Yeah, like, once you clacked Angel's voice, like, Buffy, you're not as sneaky as you think you are. Yeah. Um, so, she's like, two of us, one bed, I'll sleep on the floor. And Angel's like, no, it's your bed. I'm gonna yeah. sleep on the floor. I've had worse. I'm an angsty broody monster. And then he goes, he also does the super, or she goes like, oh yeah, like, I mean, I'm the slayer. I have to kill vampires. Why are you going after them? And then he's like, vampires killed my family. And I'm like, smooth angel. He doesn't say that. He says he doesn't have a family. Buffy says vampires, and I don't think he disagrees with her. Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, something like that. And yeah. then she goes, oh, so this is so like a vengeance game. Technically, game. he hasn't revealed. He hasn't lied. 
don't think it's a lie. It's it's a lie. I mean, and it's also not even a lie this because point, vampires did kill Why them. is Buffy asking these questions now? I mean, this is really the most time she's ever spent with Angel. That's true, but like hasn't hasn't Angel saved her several times from vampires now? Yeah, but this is the most This she's is like a ever... second or third meeting. So why the fuck are you warning me about this? She has asked him before, he's never answered. This is Angsty, broody man. She, that is true. If you remember, she's asked him several times. He's never answered. That is He's right. just disappeared into the night. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. This is the first time he's ever stayed around for more than five minutes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. She's been like, why the fuck are you here? And he's just like, you'll find me. So they go to bed. And then we go to Xander, Willow, and Buffy in the library Talking about this, Xander is distraught. I mean, fair. He's like, he um, slept in your room, in your bed. It's like, no, on the floor. Willow's really into it. Willow's like, he didn't even turn around when you changed. Which, like, Willow, you need standards. You know what? They both need standards. She's like, perfect gentleman. I'm like, correct. If you had told someone to turn away and they turned around, that's creepy. You deserve more than. I mean, creepiness. Xander did try to peek at her. Yeah, the and Xander was being a creep in that moment. Yeah. So, I mean, they do need more standards. They need better standards. Yeah. I mean, Willow just needs to meet Oz. Oz is perfect. We love Oz. Oz isn't perfect. I take that back. Um, Oz does just kind of dip. Xander reveals that he tried to impress a girl by drinking an entire (laughs) Gatorade in one I did not. He doesn't say an entire Gatorade. He says a gallon of Gatorade. Gallon of Gatorade. Without taking a breath, I did not know they sold Gatorade by the gallon. I don't think they do. Maybe he just got a lot of it and put it in, like, a milk jug. <laughs> Let me another Google break. But then Willow comments that it was kind of impressive until it was gross. There was an ick factor. Which makes me wonder, who was the girl that Xander was trying to impress? Because obviously Willow was there, but Xander would not try to impress Willow by drinking unless it was when they were five-year-olds. Which also makes it disturbing because it's a five-year-old doing it now. But, like... I mean, it's possible. That tracks that Who Zan's is this five, mystery girl that's That also tracks that Zan, five-year-old Xander would have tried to impress Willow by chugging a gallon That does track. Maybe it was that that would be cute for both of them. But, I mean, it's disturbing a little bit, but... Oh, there, uh, there was an ick factor right there. There was an ick. They do currently sell Gatorade by the gallon. Oh. For um, for $58 on Amazon. Okay. Well, there you go. I, was, I mean, Amazon's not like a global corporation like this today in the 90s. Um, they do also sell... Uh, oh, no. They do also sell uh, a two-gallon... A two-gallon bottle at Walmart. But... Yeah, so apparently that is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, good. I've never seen them. But, yep, Xander does this. Um, yeah. I mean, Xander is known to just, you know, pick out a random pretty girl and obsess over them. It is true. See Buffy. Yeah, yeah. He did immediately start obsessing over her, like, as soon as he met her. It is true. Like, it becomes more, like, like, he does develop, like, actual feelings for her, but mm. he did, like, immediately start obsessing over her. So, you know. That really does track. Xander just thinking Gatorade would be the solution. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giles knows what's up with the three. Yeah, so they're in there because they're researching the three. This yep. is just when Buffy is choosing to catch her friends up with what went down with Angel. And, um... And Giles goes, gives his info up, and even Willow at this point is like, how the fuck do you know all this? He's like, how do you know this? She's and like, I am here all the time, and I know nothing. Oh my gosh, and what does... Oh, and Giles says, well, you're not here from mid- midnight to six, researching. And she goes, that's true, I was sleeping. Yeah, I was like, Giles, you shouldn't expect that from Giles. And I don't think he does. I don't think I don't think that was saying you should be. I think that's he's fair. just like that's what I was doing. And Why then Giles? he does have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Giles, my boy. 
God bless Giles. Giles. Oh my gosh. So he decides that Buffy needs weapons training. Yeah, that, like, him... Oh, we miss Darla with the three going down. After we have, like, so Giles' lore with the three reveals that the three, having failed, will offer their own lives as sacrifice. And then. What a waste of vampire talent. Right? And then um, we go to, like, literally, like, a line for line verbatim down to like the master's layer of them going, we have failed. We sacrifice our lives. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Yep. That's literally what happened. Oh, it is. And then the master goes like, you're, I'm tired. You're uh, killing you would bring me little joy. And then the anointed one also, they like added this weird reverb to his voice that yeah, I forgot about when, it. When the that I hate. And bleh. Um, <laughs> but, so he goes, it wouldn't bring me any joy. And then Darla kills them. And he goes, and he goes, but sometimes a little is enough. This is where we start seeing what I call the Professor Snape version of the Master. I mean, Where he's honest. like teaching, you know, I kind of love it. Yeah. It's really kind of fun to watch where he's like, it these is. are the ways of the world, small child. This is my favorite. Like, this was the most fun episode to watch the master in. Yeah, it really like, was. Because, like you said, we actually get to see him, like, interact with the other vampires um, outside of him just being blah, blah, puff, prophecy this, prophecy that. Yeah. Um, like, he actually has a character. It's nice. So... And I and, apparently can't just stop naming them after Harry Potter characters, because now we have Snape and Voldemort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professor Voldemort. And, um, then we have Go Up and Giles in Padding, which if we have another Owen who just, like, just another student who decides he needs a book on poetry walking into the library at this point... Oh, you didn't see? They flash it briefly on the screen, but there's a sign that says library closed. Oh, I did not. So they do have a sign this time, and I was like, wait a minute. Why was this not used before? What if they, like, peek in the window? I don't know. But uh, Giles is in padding again, and Buffy sees that he has a crossbow, and Buffy's like, I want to use the crossbow. And Giles is like, no, you have to learn to use the staff first. Start with the bow staff. And then she, he's like, you need padding. And Buffy's like, no, I don't. <laughs> Which she, she doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. And she, like, totally kicks Giles' ass. So she gets a crossbow. I, I mean, I get it was for the joke and it was fine. But I also was like, I wanted Buffy knocked down a little bit of a peg. I kind of wanted Giles to be badass. But she's like, I don't need padding. And then Giles, like, beats her in two seconds. Like, all right, you want us to try that again? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to Buffy being awesome, but yeah. I wanted Giles to be a little bit awesome, too. Like, Giles I mean, knows all these combat things. He does. He just doesn't have super strength. I was me like, Giles also should be beating up vampires. Yes. Um, so then Angel is still just kind of chilling at Buffy's house. He just kind of stayed. Yeah. We, we learned that he just kind of hung out in Buffy's room all day. Yeah. And She uh, thinks he read his diary. Her, yeah, well, he, he does. He read her diary. She asked him what he was doing all day, and he says he did a little bit of reading. And then her diary is out oh, of yeah. place. And apparently, her mom came in to tidy up her room. And I'm like, that is an invasion of privacy, Joyce. Which also. To that- be fair, he said she moved it, not that. She read it. No, I think it's an invasion of privacy that her mom came in to tidy up her room. Okay, yeah. And her mom moved her diary when she was cleaning up to the point that it looked like somebody read it. Yeah. Which kind of implies that Joyce read it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and but Buffy's like rambling on being like, Hunt could, I meant Hunt, like, in a bad way. An A could mean anyone. It doesn't t- mean you. Yeah. It's Ahmed, a very charming foreign exchange student. And it's very clear that Buffy's been writing a lot of And Angel. Angel's like, I didn't read your diary. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. It is a funny moment. Um, And then they kiss. 
And, they do kiss. Oh, oh, and he says he can't stop thinking about... Oh, and then we find out that Angel hid in the closet when Joyce came in. And I would have given anything to have seen that moment. Where, like, Joy, he hears he Joyce coming up. up. Hears Joyce come in the door and just sort of like, uh, um, uh, uh, closet! <laughs> what if Joyce wanted to put something in the closet? I feel like Buffy did not think this was an angel to be in the house all day. Because as we've seen, Joyce... Yeah is sometimes in the house all day with gallery stuff. Yeah, and apparently just goes to clean up Buffy's room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he goes, I can't stop thinking about how much I want to kiss you. And then they kiss. And they kiss. And then he pulls away and... Oh, he's a vampire. Vampire he's face. Ugly. Why? And then she's... Why is he thirsty at this moment? Well, because his like libido, he's all like hyped up. There's a difference between being hungry and being turned He's all on. Like, up. Okay. Isn't that how you get That's horny? like doing weird art. <laughs> Isn't that how you get horny? You just do this. Yeah. Yeah. We suddenly start doing thriller when you're turned on. Fast <laughs> <laughs> my bet that Anyway, um, Buffy's pretty shocked. Well, yeah, Buffy has a reasonable reaction. She is not like I compared um Angel to Edward Cullen. Um, Buffy does not react like Bella. Buffy screams, which I think is fair. Yeah, no, Buffy has a completely legitimate reaction. Yeah, Buffy just screams, and, and Angel just dives out the window, and Joyce comes up and is like, oh my god, what happened? She's like, I saw a shadow. shadow. Yeah. And Joyce just kind of accepts this, which like, okay. I mean, I don't know what happens when Buffy's afraid. I would have a short scream that starts silently panicking, but yeah. maybe Buffy screams for a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, they go, they cut to outside of the school, and everyone's talking about this. Yeah, and everybody. So the Scooby Gang. The Scooby Gang. We yeah. do have to specify the Sorry. Scooby Gang. The Scooby Gang is talking about in the first couple episodes. There has been everyone. Ha- talking about vampire shit that's gone down. That is true. So the Scooby gang, Buffy is telling the Scooby gang about how Angel's a vampire and Buffy's like trying to justify everything and telling, like asking Giles to be like, are there ever good vampires? Because like he was nice to me before, like what the fuck? And Giles is like, no, they like kill, they're demons, they like take out the human soul and Xander's like, well, you gotta kill him. Yeah, Xander's having no problem with this whatsoever. I mean, understandably. I just was a little bit hung up on the fact that they were talking about this openly. It's not even like their little library secret lair. Yeah. And then it becomes a joke because Cordelia starts reacting to what we think was her hearing vampires. And, and Xander like, does some stupid excuse. He goes, you're in love with an umpire? <laughs> I mean, everybody, he goes, oh, like, you have feelings for him, but it's not like you're in love with him. And then Buffy, like, pauses. Yeah. And Xander goes, oh, my God, you're in love with a vampire? Like, that loudly. TV show title, just saying. And, You're um, in love with a vampire? And then, um, and then Cordelia goes, oh, my God, what? And then Xander goes, you're in love with an umpire? I mean, everyone hates them. And then, um... (laughs) Cordelia's mad at some dress that she thinks is the knockoff of her designer dress. So yes. it's not even, like, what we think. And then we go to, on um, Darla is at Angel's bachelor pad. We yep. we visit Angel's bachelor pad later. It's a very sad studio apartment. It's, like, all white. Yeah. He, I'm pretty, like, I'm, like, 99% sure he has a twin bed. Probably. Like, I mean, I... I mean, are we thinking, what does Angel do for a job? It's not like he has a job. I think he has a job. So, how is he affording his rent? Yeah, um, like, he has, like, a refrigerator and, like, a bookshelf. It might be he's living in, like, he's squatting. Yeah, he is probably squatting. I mean, he might have, like, family money. That's true, he could. He did kill his entire family. He did, but then he emigrated from that country to America. Yeah. Years ago. Um, I guess he could have taken the money. 
So Darla's there, like, taunting him, being like, look at you living above ground, like, about how, like, he's trying to be human, but he's not human, and how he should just, like, join the vampires again. And it's very clear they have a past together. Yes. Which has never been mentioned before this episode, but is the connection that the master is talking about Darla having. Yeah. Going to Buffy. Um, they mentioned Budapest and like I think that was the Avengers. Yeah, and, and that's they, pretty much what it is. They killed a bunch of people during a natural disaster because they had the natural disasters cover. Yep. Darla whips open the window to like taunt Angel for being a vampire. Yeah. And then it is very clear that the sunlight hits them both in the next preceding moments of the scene. I'm like, it's really hard to just dilute sunlight, y'all. You are both fully standing in sunlight. So, and then it's mentioned that Angel has a curse. Yep, Angel's got a curse. And we also, is this where we learn his real name? No, that's the next yeah, scene. Yeah, that's the next scene. And he's like, I never heard of Angel before, but now I'm reading some old Watcher diaries that apparently I wasn't reading before. Um, so, Charles also has an invasion of privacy. I'm kidding, they're for him. Well, they're probably, like, written to, like, keep track of history. So... And Mel's it mentioned, diary must be crazy living on the hell I mean, honestly, though, I'm like, I just want to bag groceries. <sighs> I know that I want to bag groceries or be a fighter pilot. That's I know. You clung on to the fighter pilot. I clung on to it's the grocer. It's because I want Charles to be a badass. I clung on to the grocer because it's just like the purest thing. It is. Um, so he's like, does the angel have a back tattoo and describes his tattoo? Like, he expects Buffy to know this. And Buffy's... Didn't Buffy mention the tattoo before? To Xander and Willow? No. I thought she did. Oh, did she? She might have. When does the line come in, now I'm saying something you saw him naked? That's now. Oh, this is now? Because he sees the mention of the tattoo in the Watcher Diaries. Oh, and, and then, then Buffy Giles, says, I saw that. Giles goes, yeah, or Buffy says that she saw the tattoo, and Xander says, now I'm saying something, you saw him naked? She goes, yeah, because tattoos are just always when people are naked. You see them. Well, if he has it on his back, like, he was, would have been at least shirtless. Which he that was. That is true, he was shirtless. So, and that's not Guys, just, I can like, see both of Kat's tattoos right now. Is not naked. Well, my tattoos are not <laughs> on my back. My tattoos are on my arms. Fair enough. Um, and so they mention his real name is Angelus. Angelus. Yeah, which we learn is Angel's soulless alias. It comes up. Oh, I thought later. it was his original name. It is. Oh, okay. But we need it's a thing later. So we find, oh, we don't find out what the curse is yet. So. I think Dar we go back to Voldemort and company, right? We do. Um, so Darla mentions that she wants to bring Angel back to the vampires and wants him to kill, kill Buffy. Yes. Yeah. Darla wants Angel back. This whole scene had big family energy. It really did. They were all like, oh, we're all my family, and we take care of each other. And even the master's like, see, we come together for the common good. I'm like, this is so sweet for all the villains. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we go to poor Willow trying to tutor one of her friends again. Shout out to Willow carrying the entire Scooby gang through school. Um, and I mean, not Giles, but... Um, so she's, like, trying to teach, um, uh, Buffy history. Shout out to me for forgetting our main character's name. Um, <laughs> but, um, and- Bilbo, right? Yep. And she goes, and the reconstruction period was, it goes, and, um, Buffy goes, well, the old construction was shoddy, so we had to do the reconstruction. I'm like, listen, Buffy, I feel you, girl. That's, that's, because she's all distracted about Angel. And then they start talking about Angel, and Darla is, like, in the stacks, eavesdropping about them angsting about Angel. Which, why is Darla well, spying so, cause she, so, because she wants, so, it's because, so she can go back to Angel and be like, hey, Buffy's gonna kill you. 
because the end of that conversation is because um, Xander goes like, well, you're a vampire slayer. He's a vampire. You gotta slay him. And then, um, and then Buffy's like, yeah, Xander's right. He's a vampire. And then, so, you know, Darla is just, like, trying to get, like, the information so she can tell Angel that Buffy, like, wants to kill him. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why she couldn't have just said that anyway, but... You know. I will be honest, I think this scene was kind of unnecessary. It really was. I don't was. think a lot of stuff happened in the scene that needed to happen for the plot to I just forward. think it was funny. Okay, so Darla's listening to them talk about Angel. And then, oh yeah, and Darla goes to Buffy's house. Yes. That's next. And then Joyce is like, it's late. Why are you at my house? Which is a fair assumption from Joyce. <laughs> And, and Darla's like, oh, I went to tutor Buffy on the other war. Yeah, she's like, oh, Buffy didn't notice our, our mention our study date. And um, she's like, but she's at the library studying with Willow. And then she's like, oh, well, she's the Civil War buff and I'm the something else war buff. My family kind of goes back to those days. And it's like. Okay. <laughs> and Joyce just kind of accepts this. Joyce accepts it. Joyce has had a day, apparently, because she like, says she's been on the phone with the IRS all day. Which, like, why, Joyce? I'm here for Joyce being a tax fraud person. Yeah. And so she invites Darla in, and then Darla attacks her. Darla attacks Joyce, which is sad. Yeah. And then Angel appears... And Darla just kind of throws Joyce at him. Yes. And Darla like, throws Joyce at him. I'm going to say, I, we talked about this a little bit before, but again, they could have killed Joyce in this moment. Yeah. She is very much trying to frame Joyce's arm on yes. on Bad With Names. It's been An- a day. On Angel. On Angel. But we're Joyce not... should be dead. We don't yeah. want Joyce to be dead, but Joyce should be dead. Yeah, Joyce is still too important to the plot to be dead yet. So, um... Speaking of murders that should be happened, Buffy shows up to see Angel with her mom. Yeah. And responds by throwing the wall. She just throws Angel through the window. So Angel should be dead, too, because if I was Buffy, I would have gone straight for the stake. Yeah. And, like, she still has feelings for him, obviously, so that's why she doesn't just do that. And then, I feel like she'd be justified in ignoring those feelings and staking them. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But, so, they're in the hospital. Like, she calls 911. Oh, wait. Before they get to the hospital, I wrote down that Xander and Willow show up at her house. Oh, and yeah. And there's no reason for them to have done so. I mean, maybe that she called them after she called 911. Maybe. I was like, Willow and her were just at the library. She, did she say, go get Xander and show up at my house? I don't know. I don't know. But they, um, they all go to the hospital. Giles also shows up at the hospital. I think it's reasonable that Giles shows up, because I feel like after they said, my mom's been attacked by a vampire, he would be there. Well, yes, but, but it's so funny, because Joyce also is like, are you another doctor? Yeah, Joyce calls out Giles, being like, why are you around my daughter? And it's like, well, she doesn't do that. She thinks it's very cool that the school cares so much. Yeah, Buffy goes like, this is Mr. Giles, the school librarian. And Joyce is like, is Buffy applying herself? You know what? I'm going to give all of Joyce's actions in this a pass because Joyce is probably suffering from shock and other things. Yeah. You know, Joyce Joyce has bigger things to worry about than what Giles is doing here. Yeah, and then they have the moment outside of Joyce's hospital room where Xander is, where Buffy's like, you know, freaking out and she's like, I should have just killed Angel the second I found out he was a vampire and now my mom's hurt. She's like, I invited him. I'm like, you didn't know he was a vampire then, Buffy. Yeah, and then This is not your fault. And Xander is actually the one who points that out, which I think is good on him because even though, like, he doesn't like Angel because of jealousy and all that he's just like okay you're a human you had feelings that doesn't make this your fault like Buffy's a little too hard on herself and she's and he's like why don't you just like take a second and breathe and she's like nope I'm gonna go kill him right now 
which I also think this is a good moment for Xander being like trying to calm Buffy down. Yeah. And Buffy's like, nope, not Buffy's today. Not having it. And then Joyce is talking to Giles and is like, is like, is she applying herself at school? Because she has so many tutors. Yep, and she name drops Darla. And Giles is like, ooh, we know who that person is. He's like, Darla. I yeah, and so she goes to find Angel to kill him with a crossbow. Um, before that happens, Darla and Angel like have a conversation. Oh yeah. And my question is, why didn't Angel at any point reprimand Darla for framing him? Oh yeah. I was I like, think... you were there for all this. You seem like you should be a little pissed off. Yeah. I mean, my only guess is he's being all angsty and being like, I deserve this anyway, but he's, like, mad at Darla for the rest of the episode anyway, but, so you have a point. I have no idea. I don't know. I just feel like... I have no idea. Sitcom framing usually works when one person's not aware of what happens. Yeah. Darla very clearly, at one point, had to give Joyce to him, leave, and then Buffy would have just shown up, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I could not tell you. I mean, I would say maybe it's, I mean, we find out that Angel and Darla have a past and they dated, but, like, you can still be mad at your ex, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you, but, so, he's, they show up at the bronze, which is empty for a change, because they're fumigating. They go to the bronze, because where else would they go in this town to fight? They only have, like, three sets. It's so true. And, so, she goes, and Angel, like, pretends to be evil, and is like, I killed my entire family, and their friends, and their friends' children. Yeah, Angel does his whole tragic dark story like, like, a monologue. And, like, and then doesn't, like, doesn't do it as a tragic backstory. Like, he does it in his, like, evil voice. It's true. It's almost, I mean, maybe that's why he's not mad at Darla. Like, Angel seems on board for the Let's Get Buffy Mad at Me train for a little bit. Yeah, but then he tells her about the curse. And I'm like, well, what was your plan, Angel? (laughs) So, the curse. The curse. Angel's whole deal is that he killed... uh, Do you want to say it or do you want... (laughs) So, Angel in the past killed someone and it's their family, right? Their family went and placed a curse on him. Yes. But in retaliation for killing their daughter... They place this curse on him where he gets his soul back. After, I mean, part of this is he reveals that vampires don't have a soul because it just, he just says it goes away. He's like, the demon takes your body and your soul's just nowhere. Your soul just goes. So Angel has a soul and that's why he feels bad about what he did. That's why he's so broody and angsty because can you imagine what it's like to have done what I've done and know, like, feel bad about Which, it. Which, like, and I'm a little bit care. conflicted because, yes, this would be something terrible to go through. Yes. But also, I really don't want him to be like, oh, can you, it's so bad to be me. Like, it seems like it's almost playing off as, like, the nice guy trope. Yeah, it's a lot. And there's more stuff that, you know, I, there is a point where something happens with Angel, and I say a lot that I don't like Angel, but there's something that happens with Angel that's sad that literally had me in a ball sobbing. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they do do a good job with Angel's character development, and it's, yeah. Um, I guess I don't want him to, it seems like right now he's almost a trope, because this show does that a lot, where it's yeah. like the, the bang, angsty bad boy has a sensitive side. And therefore needs to be pitied, and it's like, eh. Yeah. There's well-rounded characters, and then there's trying to make them seem good. Yeah. He's also just, I feel like he is kind of the angsty bad boy, and he's also, like, he's not very socially apt for being, like, the romantic male lead. Yeah. He's so fucking awkward. (laughs) And that continues to be a thing. Like, Buffy tries to, like, bring him around to be part of the Scooby squad. Yeah. And he continues to be so fucking awkward. Fair enough. Like, he's just, like, as he becomes more of a main character, he just continues to be awkward. And I kind of love that. So, she goes to fight him, and then he goes, I don't know. He says something about how he could kill her. 
and then she puts the crossbow down and goes like, so do it then. And then he can't, and then Darla comes up, and yeah. she has guns. Darla is here. One, why? You were very particular in your plan that Angel had to kill her. So, yeah. like, why are you here? And she has guns, which I think is hilarious. Because that, like, never happens. Everyone, like, in these type of shows and these type of movies is always like, I have to do it with martial arts and yep. these old-fashioned weapons. And Darla's just like, nah, guns. Yeah, Buffy finds you there and goes, I didn't come alone. Picks up the crossbow. So the only thing I think of is about, does Buffy consider the crossbow not coming alone? Because yes. Willow and Xander are coming, but they are not she, here yet, and you did not know they were coming. Yeah, she does consider the crossbow not coming alone. And I'm like, that's just your buddy. So she's like, she's got the crossbow, and then Darla's like, oh, cute, and pulls out handguns. Yeah. Um, Great gunshot sound effects. They don't sound at all like sci-fi shots. Yeah, and Giles and Willow and Xander are out there, and they're like, are those guns? Yeah. And they're just, like, real confused. So I'm starting to think that maybe we should have said Darla after Buffy before. Yeah, because she's just like, nah, I got guns, guys. The three are going to come at you with armor. Darla's not wasting time. They're, like, just trying to come at her with, like, vampire powers and teeth, and Darla's like, but she's just... Like, she's a slayer, but yeah. she's also human. She's not bulletproof. So, like, guns, guys. Guns. Which, like, you know, points to Darla. She's a solid villain. Yeah. Um, so, the she, they're, like, coming back. yeah, so they're, like, fighting, and Darla reveals that she's the one who made Angel. It's weird. Yeah. A little bit. She's like, Angel and I dated and also I made him. And he was going to be at the master's right hand, which brings us back to, you know, maybe I just that's love. The, I'm just loving how you're... The ref- personal touch? I don't know. I'm just loving how much you're calling this cute. You're just like, this is such a cute family dynamic. And I'm like... I think all the vampires got real family vibes and I'm here for it. Well, I mean, after this before, I saw Ben master this and servant that, and I'm going to kill you. And, like, for once, they actually, like, come together as a team. This was them being the Scooby gang for an episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Maybe it's because they got the anointed one and they got that whole teacher relation. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's weirdly sweet. So the Scooby... They're like a crime family. They like are. The like the mob. Sure. So, she's talking about how her and Angel used to kill people back in the day. And she made Angel and all that. And so, she is shooting at them. And they're, like, fighting. And then the rest of the Scooby gang gets into the bronze. And Giles is like, we have to distract Darla. And Willow's master plan to do this is to just shout... Buffy, it was an angel that attacked your mom. It was Darla. And I'm like, well, I mean, that works. Willow just goes and gives away their position. <laughs> Which is, you know, quality distraction tactic. So, and then they push the pool table into Darla. And Angel comes out of fucking nowhere and stakes Darla with a pool stick. Yep. Which and I'm certain has a lot of angst for him because now he's had to kill his creator. Yes. But, so, then we go, the master's very upset. He's very, very upset that Darla died. He is. He's like, she was my favorite for 400 years. She goes, she was my favorite. Like, he, like, legit. And Colin, the anointed one, is very judgmental to the master. Colin's not having any of this. Like, he's like, why are you having emotions? That's disgusting. And then we're at the bronze again. For the post-fumigation party. party. And then Buffy asks, what's the difference between the pre-fumigation party and the post-fumigation party? And Xander, I don't remember if it's Xander or Willow, but one of them goes, hardy or cockroaches. Yeah, that's Xander. And then she goes, I don't know if I'll ever see him again. And goes, oh, I have a feeling... Or, oh, I feel like he's still watching over me. And then Willow goes, would that be because he's right over there? Yeah, Willow's like, he's over there. <laughs> and then they, like, dance together. And they're like, we can never see each other again. Um, I think this is important. Angel has his jacket back on. Oh, she's So at some point, back. Buffy gave Angel his jacket back. 
Why does that make me kind of sad? Is it because of the queer um, clothes-sharing trope? Is that why? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I feel like he was at her house wounded for a while. She might have just given the jacket back then. Yeah, I don't know why that makes me sad. Just clothes-sharing in ships on TV just, like, gets to me. I mean, if we really want to do a deep dive in it, is, is I mean, they're about to kiss, but they also realize this can't work because this kind of, like, them symbolically given some some distance and some effort yeah. away from each other. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it is. And then they kiss, and he's like, I am 224 years older than you. And I'm like, we didn't have to go into that, but, you I'm know. I'm sorry, it's a little bit icky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a vampire show. We all knew that was going to happen. We address that it's problematic. Yeah. Um, That's the episode. Yeah, I feel like we didn't really have much on the queer tracker. You know, I don't really think we did at Because all. this was a very straight episode. It was just all about Angel and Buffy. You know, 200 years is a long time. It would not surprise me if Angel is experimented with sexuality. Well, so, like I said. Even this, if he turns out straight in the end. This is kind of a spike corner a little bit. Like, Angel, Spike, and Drew were definitely in a poly relationship for a while. Interesting. Like, it, it's, like, obviously, because it was a show in the early 2000s, it's not said Sad as that, that, but, like, that was definitely a thing. It was not a healthy relationship, but it was definitely a thing. But, yeah, so we the learned something. The still theatrical as ever. Yes. Um, so... But now it's weirdly family-like, and I'm for it. (laughs) So, prediction. Especially knowing we're over halfway done with the season now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could even just do predictions based on Angel. Yeah. I think it would be fun. I feel like, from what you've said, that Angel goes more with the Scooby gang. But, you know, Angel and the Master need to have some time together. Okay. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I think they've got enough turf that it would be a really fun interaction for the master to confront Angel and be like, bitch. Yeah. What are you doing? I do know that at least happens in the finale. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. You can look forward to that. I mean, you know, we mostly focus on Angel, though, so I think Angel and the master coming together is going to be the, the yeah. real big prediction from this. Yeah, I know that at least happens in the finale. I don't know if it's, like, a big thing. So, checking in with you at this episode, we started very anti-Angel. How do you feel about Angel now? You seem like you warmed up. See, I am, like, warmed up. I do, like, you will see as Angel becomes more of a main character, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Angel. When Spike gets introduced, are you going to go back to hating Angel? I will go back to, like, not liking Angel as much. I'm not gonna lie. But also, it's really fun because Spike and Angel know each other from the past. Good. So, like, I don't start hating Angel because Does Buffy ever I have love... a boyfriend that's not a vampire. Yes. Okay. I told you she dates Riley, and he's boring. Got it. Okay. And I don't know. I think it. I'm like waiting for Buffy to not have an edgy boyfriend. <laughs> Riley is a whole thing. So, he's boring until he's not, and I'm not going to spoil the way he's not, because it's a very Joss Whedon-esque twist. Got it. And it becomes, like, a whole other thing where we're like, okay, this isn't Buffy now. That's a choice. It's Star Wars. Surprise! Yep, sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) But, yeah, that's not until season five. Her and Spike never actually really date. Oh, okay. Yeah. They kind of, like, sleep together for a while. Yeah, um, okay, so we did that. This was a very straight episode. We didn't really have any, like, queerness out of really anyone, which is fine. Because hetero is better, yeah. No. That's one of my favorite SNL lines. Um... So, remember, you can, we literally did this an hour ago. You can follow us at Wait You've Never Pod on Instagram. You can find us at waityouvneverwatched.podbean.com. You can email us at waityouvneverwatched at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. If you want to rate us badly, just ignore it and oh, just put your phone thanks. in the toilet. You don't have to do that. But <laughs> don't don't. No, do just that. walk away. That's all you need to just walk away. Um, and remember, everyone hates umpires. I've been losing my-